Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast, Joe. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode six of Transformers Energon. It is Megatron Resurrected. This episode was written by Akira Okea, and the last time on Transformers Energon, amidst yet another Terracon attack, Kicker continued to confront his relationship with his kind of absent father. And in this episode, we're on a bus and we're on our way to Atlantic City. Oh, uh, no, actually, we're on our way to Albuquerque. Albuquerque? Yeah, Luke booked us a transfer to Atlantic City in Albuquerque. That, to New Mexico? That doesn't make any sense. When has anything on this show made sense? I, uh, uh, anyway, in this episode, we, we open up with a narration. It's actually kind of a cool narration. It's just like, you know, I never expected the attack to be this tough. By the way, I'm Inferno, and I'm in charge here on, what is he? It's like the new Cybertron City in Blizzard. I think they call it Blizzard City? Oh, I, I didn't know if they gave it a name yet. I just said we're at that en- Arctic Energon base that they just landed the thing on. But Dro- dropped on a bunch of Terracons last episode. Yeah, but, yeah, I figured they must have called it something. So, I mean, maybe Blizzard City. But Inferno gives us, yeah, the voiceover. They've been under constant attacks by Terracons, and they swoop down. They swing down like that, and they steal <laughs> Energon. But this time they were ready. And when the Terracons fly in, a ridiculous <laughs> amount of turrets pop out of the snow and just annihilate them. Were they ever ready? Yeah, it's just, it's all of the guns, and they all just blast the Terracons. Yep, and now we go to Unicron. There's a quick bit of Alpha Q saying they're fighting on multiple fronts. And uh, at the next one of those multiple fronts, Jetfire is luring Terracons into position over the moon, where again, like a bajillion guns just pop out of the lunar surface and just blast them. Yeah, and these are all like Megatron G1 or Decepticon G1 caliber guns where they're just like built into the rock. Yeah. Because they come out again. We go to, uh, I I forget all the names of it, whatever city this is, but um, Ironhide, like, draws a bunch of uh, Terracons into a bunch of uh, guns that come out of the walls. Well, yeah, it's in a canyon, but the guns are on both sides of the canyon walls. Like, they're, they're shooting at each other. Like, <laughs> but yeah, they destroy all of these things as they're falling, and they shoot them up so fucking bad, the only thing that manages to land at the bottom of the canyon is the tips of one of their tails. That's it. The rest of it's just gone. <laughs> so, um, then we go to... Okay, so at the in the very first episode, they mentioned like four cities. Desert City, Ocean City, uh, I think Mars, and then Moon City. Uh, but there's a... We're seeing a bunch more here, because yeah. like, this is like like a jungle city. I don't know what it, it's probably called jungle city. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is when um, Misha and Kicker have this conversation that uh, I know Kicker's an idiot, but even this was dumb for him. Well, yeah, and they're calling her Mika in this episode, even though they called her Micah before. And I thought, you know what? Wouldn't what if it's identical twins and it actually is two different people named Mika and Micah, right? You know, like sometimes twins have similar names. <laughs> that would be a subversion of expectations I legitimately did not see coming. But yeah, he, uh, she and Kicker are talking, and Kicker thinks her idea of using Energon to power these new weapons is just fantastic. But she's like, nah, actually, it wasn't really my idea. It's just an application of your father's research into Energon and he's not going to be happy when he finds out we're using it to power guns. And, and here's why I say Kicker is an idiot is because he's, he initially tries to cheer her up by saying hey, putting energy into weapons is, is kind of creates peace and we're defending ourselves. That's good. Which okay, peace by force if that's your argument. That's your argument, Kicker. And then when she says actually this was a, a um, 
work of that your dad was doing, he says, yeah, he was trying to create energy uh, so that we'd have free energy and peace. So he shits on <laughs> Mika, Micah, Misha's attempt to create peace and then talks about how great his dad's attempts are to make peace. And when she says, actually, your dad's kind of my hero, he's like, ah, fuck that guy. <laughs> And then the hairdo alarm goes off because there's an attack coming. And this time he's like, I can sense them coming. So maybe he just realizes now that that's what this is. So she heads maybe. back to the... But didn't he sense Energon before? Well, yeah, it's... I don't know. Because that's a thing I'm going to complain about later in this episode. Although I do like that somebody else finally saw his... Dragon Ball hair. Yeah, because she kind of looks at him and she's like, you all right? <laughs> it's like, what's going on? That's not healthy. They go back inside and uh, she gets in the elevator and she says something about, oh, you know how I worry about you? And he blushes. Oh, young love. Uh, there, I, okay, I kind of did like this bit where the door shuts and he goes, gee, I never thought you felt... Oh, okay. Uh, time to go, kicker. <laughs> yeah. Catches <laughs> himself. Oh, yeah, I, we're under attack. That got a out of me. <laughs> <laughs> but then Misha, Micah, Michael, Mackie, whatever their name is, um, they go down and they're like, hey, we have to open all the guns now. And somebody says the Omnicons aren't finished working on them. And she basically says, I don't care. Open the guns anyway, which they do. But there's no consequence. Nobody gets hurt. You needed to have a couple Autobots get blasted or just, just escape getting blasted yeah. in order to have some tension. Otherwise, why do that? Why establish that? Not everybody's out of the way. Anyway. And outside, Optimus comes zooming out of the base. And watch his trailer when he does this, because it kind of, like, weaves and floats back and forth. And he transforms and then burns screen time, listing off all <laughs> the Voltron parts as, as they launch from the trailer. And just to fuck with people's OCD, he doesn't do them in order. He's like, one, then two, four, three. <laughs> like, you know, someone's like, no, you can't do that. It's, I, I've said it before, but he is really just being a time filler in this series. He doesn't do anything in this episode. I mean, he, he fires at some Terracons, but it's basically in the background. Um, I do like this, though, because he... Kicker... Is this when Kicker ends up fighting beside Optimus? Well, first, the, the Prime Force parts, they're actually fighting on their own, like actually oh, yeah, zooming around yeah, shooting yeah. these Terracons, and Skyblast does manage to get the guns finished, and it takes him, like, half a second. It's like, oh, they're not done yet, they're not done yet. Okay, they're done. And then... <laughs> It's like that far side cartoon was like Rome wasn't built in a day and shows the guy carving the sign, welcome to Rome, and he's in the middle of the M, and the guy's like, all right, Jim, that's enough for one day. It's kind of like that. <laughs> but eventually they do all combine. Uh, Optimus starts kicking butt, although it's we don't actually see him kick butt. This whole like massive attack on the Autobots, which is like the first half of this episode, is kind of just dumb action. This This episode really cranks it up halfway through. Oh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, Optimus is in battle with these Terracons, and we really don't see it, and then he and Kicker team up, and Kicker throws his you know, Indiana Jones whip around a Terracon's, a Voltronicon's neck, and gets yanked away, and Optimus turns around and goes, Duh, where'd the boy go? <laughs> Why did he leave me to defend this place by myself? And That's but, what I'd assume is that he ran away from me. Duh! <laughs> But One, yeah, two, four, three. <laughs> the Terracon drags Kicker back through the door that Kicker came out of, it, down to the Energon mine of this place, where Kicker tells the Omnicons, just let the Terracon find the Energon, which it immediately does because it's sitting there in plain sight. Like, you can see the glowing yellow rock when this thing runs over and starts munching on it. <laughs> but, okay, but didn't, when Kicker, in the last episode, when Kicker got knocked down into that ravine, wasn't he sensing Energon with his... Ah, uh, yeah. So why, yeah, do, why do they even need out. the Terracons? Here's what you need to do, Autobots. Tie Kicker to the end of a long stick and wave the <laughs> stick around. <laughs> 
It's your energy detector. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Terracon starts marching, munching down on the Energon, and it, it forms that Energon star thing on its back. I think that's what those are called. And um, Strongarm picks it up, because, you know, Omnicons can handle these things. And he just clobbers this poor thing in the back of the head, takes it. Boot to the head. And I guess that's all the Energon the base needed, because now it's up to full power. But Scorponok and Tidal Wave are here now. Yeah, and they talk a bit in the air and then decide to attack. Um, and that's I think they get a couple blows in when, like, in Inferno and Ironhide show up, um, and, and this is kind of just the culmination of this whole battle. Eventually, we've got the Energon we need, escape, because that's what we always do, and um, I think it's Kicker kind of shits on Ironhide for basically missing the fight. Yeah, and Kicker takes all the credit for, you know, these guys. Because <laughs> he's Kicker. But uh, back at Unicron, Alpha Q berates Scorponok for failure yet again, and reminds him they don't have enough Energon to revive Megatron, and not nearly enough to revive Unicron. You know what I was asking? myself at this point, why are they following Alpha Q? I, don't, I can't remember if Alpha Q like smacked one of them down or almost killed one of them or did kill another. Like I don't remember Alpha Q showing any reason why they should follow him out of fear. Yeah, like why is Scorponok following this guy when yeah. he knows, you know, there is another faction I can do here. And, and then again, why are Tidal Wave and Cyclonus helping? Well, they genuinely think this guy wants to revive Megatron, I guess, is, is the reason why. And they actually go to Megatron, and they're, he's still in the wall, and their tidal wave apologizes. And it's like, okay, they are really doing a good job of playing Cyclonus as insane. Because he is up and down so much in this episode, and he's the only one who does it, really. Yeah. Um, but he, he he is kind of... Yeah, he's he's a little uh, a little erratic. Um, and his erraticity, uh, he ends up... He ends up being like, you know what? I'm kind of glad Megatron's dead and kicks him. Or maybe he doesn't kick him yet, but Megatron just goes, I wouldn't do that if I was you. Yeah, because he's like, this is stupid. Megatron's dead. What are we doing here? He just kicks Megatron's foot, and Megatron's like, I wouldn't do that. Which he kind of ignores, because then in another 20 seconds, this is when he, he complains. He's like, I'm glad he's dead anyway. And then Megatron's like, what did you say? Yeah, I'm in trouble now. Yeah. But then Scorponok comes in with Megatron's sword, and he's here to deal with the one that's been stealing all the energon they've been bringing back. And he looks at Megatron, and was this a commercial break? Might have been. He tends to, yeah, he's going to kill Megatron or like, except how do you kill something that's already dead? Also, yeah. I'll say it, at this point, that sword they have or they pulled out of him is definitely not the Star Saber. This is like some other sword. I, I don't think it matters anymore, but I was hung up on the Star Saber nonsense earlier on. <laughs> and then I forget how it happens, but basically Megatron wakes up. He like breaks out of his shell. Well, yeah, first Scorponok slashes Tidal Wave with the sword and reminds us, yeah, he's here to deal with the Energon Thief, and the bolts of energy start zapping around the walls and the floor of the room, and the Cyclonus is like, Megatron's waking up, but not if Scorponok can help it. He stabs the sword into Megatron's chest, and I guess that's what did it, because the sword just fades away, and now the whole room really starts shaking, and Cyclonus is all like Dr. Frankenstein, it's alive! It's alive! Yeah. <laughs> I like that they put that in. Um, but then, yeah, it, okay, it looks like Megatron's body rips open and there's a new one inside, but it's like a bunch of close-ups, so I can't tell. That's what I'm imagining it is. Uh, but what I noticed is that when it opens up, the very first shot of Megatron is an animated face, like a traditionally animated face. It's not 3D. No, it isn't. And or CGI. What I th the first thing it reminded me of was G1 Galvatron. Different colors, but very much so. Very, very Galvatron. Even when the body comes out, he's kind of got the Galvatron head and a lot of the roundness of Galvatron. Although the coloring is 
like gray. It's it's Megatron. Yeah, it's it's well, it's a little bit of blue in there too. But yeah, it's unmistakably green, yeah. Megatron's colors. But uh, I guess he's still Megatron. That's what they call him. And he wants to know who Scorponok is, and he gets the sword out, like the sword that Scorponok just stabbed into him. He just makes it. I want to say magically appear in his hand. And then he beats the ever-loving tar out of Scorponok. This was brutal. It's fucking unmerciful is what it is. Scorponok transforms and stings Megatron in the shoulder, but Megatron just pulls that out, rips his tail clean off, throws him across the room, (laughs) grabs him by the face, punches them into the wall so hard, he sticks to it for a second, and then just crushes him under his foot. And at this point, you, I think this is when they show it, you see Scorponok's face. They took the time to remodel this character's face to be all mangled and mashed up. And Megatron's trying to crush him, and at this point, remember I was saying Cyclonus is up and down, left and right, he's like, hey, you know what, maybe uh, you should go easy on the guy, Megatron. It's not really his fault. It's um Alpha Q. <laughs> yeah, and Alpha Q is watching this somehow, or at least knows it's happening, and they also beg Megatron to stop like, all right, you made your point. We get it. You're mad. And Megatron's like, I'm just getting started. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they, well, he basically goes and confronts Alpha Q. And I, okay, Megatron has control over all of the Voltronicons and Flycons, but did they say how he did that? If they did, I missed it. Well, no, they don't, because they get to Alpha Q's lair. And at first, it seems Alpha Q's like glad to see Megatron alive. Either that or they're just, you know, stalling for time. Like, oh, there you are. We finally get to meet you. Make yourself hey, at home. But then all the Terracons show up. And they're under Megatron's control, because he's like, oh shit, he's got control of them. Yeah, so I guess, my, you know, my, I just answered my question earlier of why are these idiots following Alpha Q? It's because he controlled the Terracons, which he doesn't anymore. He kind of shits himself and runs away. Yep, and Megatron runs after him and grabs him, and I, it's either one of his arms or his tail. He rips that clean off, and it's hard to tell what it was, but he just keeps running, and the Decepticons and Terracons follow, and somehow can't catch up to him, because he's not moving that fast. Like, why don't they transform or fly after him? Like, Yeah, this is a kind of weak spot. It's almost like they're doing the uh, Jason Voorhees slow walk, and they'll just eventually yeah. catch up. But uh, they eventually catch up, because uh, Alpha Q comes to a dead end that turns out to be like a it's actually, I guess this is where uh, Age of Extinction got it, because a part of the ship just disconnects and flies away. Yeah, and Alpha Q reminds him, like, you know, when Unicron wakes up, I'll be rewarded for helping. And you see Unicron's head floating away from the rest of the planet in space, and Megatron fires at Alpha Q, but it, there's a force field, I guess, and he just, yes, yeah, space bridges away, he's gone. And then back on uh, Earth, I guess we are, uh, this is like... I think we're back to Ocean City, but uh, there's there's an attack coming, and uh, Ironhide's like, we're going to get this one, and I think this kicker shows up now or before, and he's like, uh, oh no, Ironhide says Hotshot's going to be able to handle it, and kicker shows up, and he's like, hey, you don't know who's coming. <laughs> yeah, and at Plain City, uh, Megatron is who was coming. He flies in using Scorponok as a shield against the turret. <laughs> he's like, this so is where you prove your loyalty, and he's just taking all his fire. He's like, all right, you pass, and he just throws him away into the lake. That, now, that was a very Galvatron thing to do. Mega, not so Megatron, but great Galvatron action. Um, and then we don't see the attack happen. It just, there's the start of it, and then we see all those reinforcements, Kicker Hotshot, or uh, Kicker Ironhide and all them, uh, show up. 
and they are greeted by Megatron. Yeah, well, the whole place is just now a, a crater. Like, oh, it, yeah. it's completely destroyed. And, and Megatron just tosses Hotshot across the yard by the face, and Hotshot's missing an arm. And yeah. Sparking and smoking and everything else, but he's still making groaning sounds, so I guess he's still alive. All right, let me get this straight. The goal was to revive Megatron so that he could lead the Decepticons to deal with the Autobots so Alpha Q and the Terracons would be able to move in and get the Energon under Autobot control, which would let them revive Unicron. That that was the plan, right? And then they figure out Megatron is siphoning off Energon. Well, isn't that what you want to have happen? Don't you want to revive this guy? Like, isn't that the intention? Because if the whole thing really is just a ruse to keep Cyclonus and Tidal Wave on the payroll, which makes far more sense, then take some steps to make sure Megatron can't wake up. If you're going to change the blade in a bandsaw, you unplug the fucking thing first to make sure it can't start. Like, remember, only work with proper safety equipment and a good firm. If you don't want Energon to get to Megatron, pry him out of the wall and pack him in a wooden crate, insulate him with something. And why is it such a friggin' mystery where the Energon is going? Here's an idea. Use the Terracons! Even Kicker figured that one out. Have them sniff around the place and figure out where it's going. Oh, it's going to Megatron? Well, that's one mystery solved. Now we just have to figure out whether that's what we really want because we clearly have no idea and keep going back. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. Megatron Resurrected. Paul, did this bring you back to life? Action, action, action. I'll give it that. But it's kind of repetitive action at the first. All it is is just, oh, they've got new manual activated automatic defenses or whatever they are. But then but the second half, though. Wow, yeah, Megatron 100%. just gave him the business. Oh, it was, I, I kind of wish that they, the second half was just its own episode, but I, I also like how quickly they just smashed through his resurrection. And, and like, okay, here's the one thing I really did like about the first half, is that establishing we have so many guns now, the Terracons aren't even a threat, was a nice, if lengthy, setup to how easily Megatron destroyed one of those bases in the end. Yeah, exactly. Like, look, th this guy's not fucking around. Look how quickly he dealt with Scorponok. Like, Scorponok couldn't even land a hit on him. Oh, that was such a good fight. He was he was literally holding him up by the throat and just punched him in the gut. Like, yeah. that was that was like Ultra Magnus and Cyclonus caliber G1 fight. Yeah. It was so good. It, like, like what you said, with where they remodeled his face, where it's just all cracked and split and everything else, and even his cheeks are, like, all puffed up. Like, it looks like this is someone that, you know, took a thousand punches to the face. Yeah. Yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I think I'm learning that this, at least Energon and maybe Unicron trilogy as a whole, the overarching uh, story is really good. The, like, the, this Decepticon uprising that we're watching is really good. The individual mm. episodes kind of come off as weak, with some good action scenes. But more and more, I'm getting pulled into this story. You know what I really want to know next? Is how Demolisher is going to react when he finally sees Megatron. Yeah. Because he wasn't even in this episode. Like, where the hell was he this whole time? Like, he wasn't important, though. Like, he his story didn't matter. The, the focus, they could have cut those first action scenes down a lot. But they didn't. But, man, that this is... At this point, I think this is my favorite episode so far. Or even what is Megatron going to do when he finds out that Demolisher's been working with the Autobots for 10 years? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
It was it was on the whole, Paul. This is a really good episode. I, I quite liked it. Plus, the humans they kept to an absolute minimum. Kicker was there, but just enough. Yeah, just enough. And you know, I've said it before. Like Kicker's annoying, but he he delivers good action. That bit of him lassoing and getting yanked along by the Terracon and like, whoa, boy, go ahead. Like annoyed me, but <laughs> it was fun action. Yeah. Uh, the next episode, Paul and I are going to uh, give an action pack review to is Megatron's raid. If you want to just kill a couple annoying bugs. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sobey. Paul is at PMechPersonal1. And you can email the show at TransformersNitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah. Make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. <laughs> tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at TransformersNitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming all the way to Albuquerque, I guess. Yeah, we'll see you then. You all right?